0: On the Way Home is proudly supported by Ellis Dawn Community Builders, a group formed within the Ellis Dawn Group of Companies to assist those who wish to deliver affordable and sustainable housing by providing development management services and leveraging Ellis Dawn's turnkey cradle-to-grave project capabilities. We incorporate all that world-leading development, construction, and building services company has to offer to provide innovative and sustainable developments that connect and energize communities. Our offering is not simply a development and construction solution, it's a holistic and comprehensive approach that ensures the delivery of assets that communities can be proud of. To learn more please visit www.communitybuilders.ellisdawn.com We at On The Way Home would like to acknowledge the original stewards of whose lands this podcast is recorded on.
1: Welcome to On The Way Home. I am Michael Braithwaite from Blue Door, your host for today's show. We have two terrific guests, but before I get to the guests, let me tell you about one of the exciting things happening at Blue Door, my organization right now. Uh, Across York Region, there is a huge shortage of truly affordable and supportive housing, but I'm pleased to say our amazing partners at the Region of York are building a new 18-unit transitional housing Um, unit that should be open in late spring or the summer and that will be operated by blue doors we're adding 18 single units uh, to the housing stock which is incredible Uh, lots of great things happening across the region that being one of them Um, and so it's very very cool we're excited about that and our partners in this podcast of course the canadian alliance and homelessness always doing great work uh, always up to something good uh check out what they're doing at cah.ca uh, there's always webinars and uh, information to share uh things to get involved with they're doing uh nation-leading work so check it out now i'm going to get to today's guest there's an event happening on february 26 across the country it is pretty cool Uh, It is called the coldest night of the year. Uh, Blue Sea Philanthropy makes this available to organizations across the country uh, to do to raise both awareness around homelessness, but also a great deal of funds for the work they do. And with us today, I have representatives from two organizations, one all the way in Newfoundland and one right in my backyard here in York region. I'd like to welcome them to the show we're going to start I'm going to introduce Marge Andre and Marge uh, is from Blue Door and out of the cold program that she's been involved with she has been a part of the coldest night of the year fundraiser since it began near four years ago she regards herself as a community connector working to bring people and organizations together to create a compassionate community as well has been involved in a number of committees march is the website on richmondhill.com listen i've known march for a long time uh, probably since 2010 when i first came to the region she is a powerhouse of connecting people um, and and really supporting our most vulnerable we are so lucky uh to have uh, march as that community connector and as part of this walk uh, in york region and she is joined by katie keats katie's from choices for youth listen if you haven't heard of choices which most people listening to this podcast are involved in the sector. Of course, you've heard of choices for youth. They're doing leading work in uh, the prevention and ending of homelessness for youth. and lots of great things happen in Newfoundland. They you know don't talk about doing things they do them, uh, whether it's social enterprise um, and the variety the to their name choices of programs that they offer they're really. Making a dent, and they really make me a believer that we can and will end youth homelessness. Well, Katie is from Newfoundland and Labrador um, and holds a Bachelor of Commerce a degree. Katie is an experienced fundraising event management professional and leads dynamic fundraising initiatives as the manager of fund development and communications at uh, Choices for Youth. She's had this position for a lengthy amount of time, three weeks, in fact but she has been a choices longer than that. Uh, with many years of experience working in the Newfoundland um, Labrador community sector, Katie has a strong passion for social justice and believes that every young person can thrive when provided with the right support and opportunities. Katie is excited to be leading her second Coldest Night of the Year event in St. John's. We'll be joined by many other participants on February 26th for the province's only Coldest Night of the Year walk. Now I say only because You know, take York Region, there are two, I believe, across York Region. They're all over Canada, but in Newfoundland, this is the only one, so don't you dare miss it. Uh, Katie, Marge, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thank
1: you. Awesome to have you here. We begin every show with the same question, because it's an important question. Uh, Marge, we'll start with you, and then we'll go over to Katie. Marge, can you talk about what does home mean to you?
2: Yeah. I think of how I will often say to my adult sons you are you coming home this weekend and uh, you know they've, they've been gone for 10 years but I still like you know come on come on home they'll come in they'll put their feet up they'll take an apple from the fruit dish unlike say a friend coming over they they feel comfortable they feel they belong there so that's that's really what home means to me.
0: Yeah, I'll jump in there, um, Marge, Uh I agree. Uh, home is what I would consider my safe space. It is the space where I don't have to be perfect, but I can be 100% me. Um, it's a place where I can have all of my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings, and be comfortable. Um, similarly, I, my, I'm not from St. John's, I, I grew up out of town, I do live here now, Uh, But I often refer to, I'm going home for the weekend, uh, to my parents, my parents are home. Um, I believe that home is where my loved ones are, where my family is, where my my dog is, I love him so much, and where my partner is, where my support system is. So home is that, that comfort feeling.
1: Very cool. Uh, Both great answers. There's no wrong answer, of course, because it's very personal, what home means to each individual. But we hear those themes, not about the physical structure, but we hear themes around comfort, around safety, um, and around that kind of point of origin I could always return to, and and I'm going to be okay, right? So so Katie, I, I mentioned briefly the amazing work of Choices for Youth. Uh, They're doing innovative stuff. Can you highlight uh, a few of the things that are happening right now at Choices?
0: Absolutely. Uh, Michael, you are so right. Choices for Youth is doing incredible, amazing work. Through innovative programming and social enterprise, we help youth and young families access stable housing, education, employment, all while working towards family stability and better health. Uh, So, CHOICES is operating in the metro St. John's area. I'll share with you a a, a stat um, that kind of speaks to us that 63.5% of the homeless population in St. John's have traveled from outside of the city to access supports. So, that brings us to one of our newest initiatives is working on provincial expansion. Uh, Last month, we actually added a director, uh, this is a mouthful, Um, It's Director of Newfoundland and Labrador Integrated Youth Services to our team. Um, And the plan is essentially to open up four sites across Newfoundland to support hundreds of youth, helping them stay close to their homes, their network, and their support systems. Um, Essentially, the goal is taking the model that we operate here in St. John's um, around Integrated Youth Services and expanding that to four new locations. I think a different, um, similar highlight would be recognizing our soft landing program. This program operates from a housing first model. It aims to provide rapid rehousing and shelter diversion approach. The program seeks to support youth to remain um, in their home communities or returning to their home communities and provide support to prevent youth from entering into homelessness or other at-risk situations when arriving in St. John's one thing that we hear when we talk to community partners is all the time is the the lack or the, the few affordable and supportive options housing options here in our province so when we speak to our partners one story that we hear multiple times is a young person approach them they don't have housing so they get put on a bus and come to st john's so knowing this what can we do to support them when they arrive here which is the soft landing program um, the other side of that is the Integrated Youth Services. That is to prevent this from happening in the first place. Uh, the one last really quick thing that I would love to highlight is our upstream project, or upstream NL program. Um, in partnership with our local school district, um, the program is currently operating out of two junior high schools in our area. The program aims to be preventative. It's very preventative. It works by identifying young people Um, in need of specific supports who may be at risk of leaving school, and it provides them and their families with the supports that they need. Uh, Again, I could go on and on about all the amazing work and the highlights, but I will leave it at, uh, for more information, visit choicesforyouth.ca.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Amazing stuff happening. We could have a bunch of shows on all the different innovative and cool things that Choices for youth is doing so thank you for highlighting a couple of them for us uh marsh you've been involved with out of the cold now uh, just under a year ago out of the cold and blue door came together we said hey let's have one door it's not about two organizations it's about the end user let's make it easier for them to access the services so we did that but out of the cold's been around for uh 20 years plus uh you've been involved for a number of years how the heck did that happen
2: I actually don't remember exactly how I got involved with Out of the Cold. Uh, there is this organization called Mosaic Interfaith that it is Mosaic Interfaith Out of the Cold. And I had been paying attention, attending events of Mosaic, and I met Rahana Samar, who's an executive director of well, then the Out of the Cold program. Now she's part of Blue Door. But I got talking to her about what, what really uh the need, the situation with homelessness, and many people in New York region, particularly Southern New York region, no idea that there was a there were homeless people. Like if I ask friends and neighbors, homeless people here, you really have to tell the story. So when you hear the story uh, that there are people sleeping behind stores in the cemeteries, in the ravines, it really is h- hard not to respond. So that's um, how you know working with great people like Rohana when she asks you respond. She's a lot like you, Michael, that uh, you know, people ask when you ask people, they respond. So that you know, it just it feels good to be part of this uh, out of the cold to be supporting them.
1: Yeah, and this uh, you mentioned it too. I keep calling it out of the cold. Mosaic interface. What makes this a little different this program is is faith based. Not that you have to belong to a faith base, but it is run by various uh, faith groups throughout the region. And Marcia, maybe you could talk a little bit about that and how it works.
2: Yeah, York Region is one of the most culturally diverse area, uh, regions in Canada. Uh, so we always say faith based versus churches, because yes, there are churches of every denomination. If you're you know the United Church Mennonites. Uh, it's everything. But as well, you have every level of uh, Muslim faiths, you have uh, Hindu temples, you have Baha'i organizations that have all stepped up. There's something fundamental about uh, being involved with a religious organization that you are helping those who need help, and the homeless are certainly those that need help.
1: Absolutely. And and I think you know, uh, both Katie and March would agree with me, while government certainly plays a part in preventing ending homelessness, so does community. And the Mosaic Interfaith Out of the Cold is definitely uh, an example of that, is community stepping up, saying, I'm going to be part of this solution, I'm going to give my time to really make a difference, and, and March, you're part of that, uh, and we are grateful uh, for that. Uh, let's talk about coldest night of the year. Uh, what exactly is it? Because, it, it, you know, it's on... Uh, one particular day during the year it may or may not be the coldest night of the year but it's February let's face it every day is uh, fairly cold uh, and why is it important why do this uh, nationally and, and together Katie we'll start with you and then go to March.
0: Absolutely, uh, coldest night of the year which I may refer to as CNOY or coldest night Uh, It's a fundraising walk and it supports local charity partners who are providing the essential services and care for people who are experiencing homelessness, hunger, and hurt. Uh, It's important. We all know that. It is so important we can't exaggerate how important this is because walkers come together and are collecting donations that fund the critical programs and services of, of charities who are supporting those vulnerable. Individuals that that are in their community that need their support Um, One thing that I'd love to share that kind of really captures my it gets my appreciation and I think it really captures the Why the event is so important and the sentence is each step we take brings someone closer to safety health and home as together we raise funds for organizations whose commitment and work transforms people's lives
1: or learn more about Construct's employment program, visit constructgta.ca. Thank you for sharing that. Awesome and well said. Uh, Marge, anything to add?
2: Yeah, the coldest night of the year is, you know, it's a, a great organization. Uh, they, uh, we were fortunate that the organizers aren't there that far away. They actually came and met with us. And the people there were very sincere, very principled. They had experience doing fundraisers, so they knew what to do, what was needed. So they built an incredible website, uh, both for people organizing it, uh, and then for people who are donating, having teams sponsoring. So all that has just been really very, very positive for what they, what they have um, been able to do.
1: Yeah, it's incredible, and so people understand, uh, and Marge and Katie know what I'm talking about, and anyone who works in the fundraising world um, quite often people will say well why don't you just hold an event now events are, are really time consuming they often break even or don't make money uh, and sometimes people have a lot of fun at an event but they, they leave it and say what was that all about right Cold side of the year really just it creates awareness there's a, there's hundreds of organizations across the country doing this event uh, so there's a huge awareness there it gives people the opportunity to actually feel the cold and just for a short while think wow you know, this is what people experience. 250,000 Canadians experiencing almost across the country feel on any given night, whether it's freezing cold, wet rain, uh, crazy heat, that kind of thing. It, it, you're part of that experience for a short while, and it raises that awareness, right? So it really does awareness check, and it raises millions of dollars. And and what this event does is it gives everyone. It saves a lot of time because the template's there. It's web based. Uh, All the different materials you need are there uh, and given you, which saves people on the ground like Marge and Katie a ton of time uh, rather than developing this all themselves. So it's really neat. And then you're part of a movement. It's not just an event. It's actually a movement across the country. Um, So wherever you are across the country, if you're listening to this, look for a coldest night of the year event. Um, They're happening everywhere. Look for one near you and take place and if it's happening virtual which many are, and we'll talk about that in a minute, that means you can do it, you know, do a 5K walk just around where you live, right? You don't have to go anywhere. Some are in person, some are virtual. Let's talk a little bit about that. Marge, what does the walk look like uh, for your organization this year? And what is your goal? And then Katie will go, same question to you.
2: Okay. This is the second year that we have uh, gone virtual. And uh, first two years, we had great events. Yes, it was lots of work organizing who's going to be the route captains and what food are we going to serve and all those things and DJ and such. So no, we don't have to do that, but it, it is difficult to do a virtual event to get people motivated to still give to the cause. So um, last year, we just had merged. What are we going to do? We put our two totals together and rounded down a bit. We had hoped to raise 80000 we raised over a hundred and sixty thousand, and that was just—it felt so good, so amazing to see such support uh, this year. Uh, we went virtual. I'm sort of—I'm a very cautious person, and I don't want to even suggest that people get together, uh, just you know, for safety. But uh, we are doing it virtually. It's being a bit more of a challenge this year. People are weary. Uh, I think we'll still do well. We have to work hard for this last period of time, this last little bit before the February twenty-sixth date. Uh, though people can donate afterwards. Uh, but we, um, we're we going to have a good w- event. We're going to get teams, I think, are going to get together. I have one friend, though, who says she's going to do the walk on a treadmill. So I'm not, she wants to raise funds and do it on a treadmill. Go ahead. So yeah.
1: Absolutely. Katie, how about uh, for Choices?
0: Yes, um, very similar. Uh, this would actually be Choices for Youth's ninth coldest night of the year walk. Um, For me personally, it is my second time leading the event and also both of those have been virtual. Um, So I haven't actually been involved in any of the in-person events and last year was so close. We actually did not shift to a virtual participation only event until 10 days before the event. So it was a bit of a scramble, but we did it and we did it so well. We had a goal of 48000 and we did. We achieved our goal. I think we raised just over $49,000. Um, so that kind of brought us to this year where we were like, let's go for $50,000. let us beat the goals. Let's keep getting those record-breaking goals. Um, we are 17 days away, and I, and I kind of feel the same as March almost, that um, people are... are Enjoying the virtual, but also people miss that in person. I think that we'll be working hard to get our goal this year, but we are 17 days away. People are gonna rally together, Newfoundlanders. <laughs> Newfoundlanders and Labyrinth tend to be very last minute with stuff, and I expect nothing less here. So I'm excited to see where the next 70s, 17 days bring us. Um, I think for uh, the virtual event itself, we're gonna. It's it's very you know you do it yourself, you do it your way, as March said, Tregno whatever that looks like. Um, So we're going to be having a lot of direct connection and communication and contact with our walkers, with our sponsors. We'll offer a walk hit pickup session and we'll be very heavy on the social media platforms uh, throughout the day of the event day. Uh, I think a goal going forward is fingers crossed for the in-person events next year. Mm -hmm. Um, In the past we've had 200, 300, 400 walkers rally together and show their support and I'm hoping next year's the year that I get to experience it and be involved, and I can't wait.
1: Now, I know a large part of uh, the culture in Newfoundland has had to shift because screeching in with COVID has been more difficult, right? It's, It's not advised. Will screeching in, if it's in person next year, be part of the event? How does that work?
0: going to leave that to next year's planning committee I'm gonna assume that probably not but hey we're always open to new ideas so uh, let's chat next year look
1: at that there's every every walks a little different so you can you can incorporate a little bit of local culture in there for folks who might not know can you tell us what screeching in is
0: um, yes it's uh, kissing a fish <laughs> no it's any anybody who comes to Newfoundland for the first time you generally get screeched in and um there's a pup downtown that specializes it or you can have um somebody come to your home like that i'm not exactly familiar (laughs) with how they are operating with uh, the covid rules um i am a newfoundlander and i've Born and raised in Newfoundland, Labrador, so um, personally never gotten screeched in. But um, Michael, I will let you know if we do that next year, and I'll be expecting you to be your first commissioner. I will be
1: there for sure, for sure. Um, Listen, a lot of money raised. As you said, I think what we're seeing is we're seeing a little bit of (coughs) COVID fatigue. Right? Um, where people ask, we're like, hey, we're coming out of this. We got to support our local organizations. They're gung ho. They raise money. We're seeing that slow down a little bit this year. But let me be the first to say listen, our most vulnerable need us more than ever. We've got to step it up. We've got to hit these goals. These programs are depending on these dollars coming in. And it's a way listen, what else are you going to do? There's nothing to do during COVID. Go out, take a great walk with your family, raise some money, and feel good about it, right? Now, let's talk about the money, where it goes. Uh, Marge, where does the money go in York Region um, that's raised for Blue Door and the Mosaic Interfaith Out of the Coal?
2: Yeah, most of the money raised is earmarked to help out the the shelters. Uh, but Pre-COVID, there were shelters. That we had 20 different locations, operated some different times of the year. It's now two locations, four days, one day, four days of the week, three days of the week, uh, and not as many people can actually come in because of COVID restrictions. There are such great costs, though, with COVID. It costs, the, the ladies from the church are not coming in to be, uh, cook. You need to b- buy the food and bring it in. All the PPEs, all the cleaning supplies cost so much. So the, the, co- the need for extra funds is so there. So, yeah, I'm so hoping that uh, the community does step up as it did last year.
1: Very cool. Yeah, and you're right. I mean... Uh, for a program that is very volunteer based but volunteers can't do that, you have to bring in actual staff, contract staff to do it, costs go way up and the need is as high as ever. So it's great that uh, the funds are going that way for uh, Blue Door and Mosaic Interfaith that are the cold. Katie, where do the funds go for Choices? Uh,
0: so any funds raised from Choices for Youth's Coldest Night of the Year event walk stays within Choices for Youth? Uh, directly supporting our programs and services. Uh, Specifically, it helps fund our Outreach and Youth Engagement Center. Our Outreach Center is the front door of choices for youth. It is usually the first point of contact that a young person would have when they're looking for help. The Outreach Center is a safe space for young people. They can drop by and use their phone or use the internet, talk to a support worker, eat a meal, get a hot shower, or even connecting with members of the on-site medical team. Uh, Kind of comparing, uh, I guess, a little information from from last year. So last year, the Outreach Center itself, so this this one particular program, supported over 700 youth. It served over 8,000 meals and provided over 900 mental and physical health actions. So any funds raised from coldest every year help make that work possible. So very, very important.
1: Fantastic. Yes. And thank you. Because that's really the question sometimes. All right, I'm going to raise money. What are you going to use it for? Thank you for those answers. Uh, And listen, I encourage everyone to go to CNOY.org. Find the organization closest to you. If you're in Newfoundland, there's only one. Sign up there. Uh, If you're in York Region, there are uh, two our friends from In From the Cold. That do amazing work. Uh, you can sign up for theirs, or you can sign up for the Blue Door and Mosaic Interfaith out of the cold walk. Hey, listen, we don't care which one. Just get out and do some good. Um, you know, I am signed up as everyone on this call. Marge is leading her fundraising her team, uh, so she is putting. Uh, you know, she, she is leading the way, saying, "Hey, I'm not just a." a Uh, I'm just someone talking about this, I'm doing the work, I'm leading the way. I have a goal of raising uh, $10,000, I'm at three, Uh, I'm going to push hard in these next 17 days. So here's my plan, right? I kind of put out to the community and said, you know, I'm willing to uh, embarrass the heck out of myself or do anything slightly crazy uh, to make sure I hit that $10,000 goal because it's important. Um, So I've I've got this kind of Viking costume I'm going to wear during my walk. But if I hit $10,000, I'm going to end my walk in Lake Ontario. And let me tell you right now, if I could find a piece that's not covered in ice, that's where I'm going to end it. So it truly will be a very, very coldest night of the year for me. Um, but only if I hit that $10,000. And why do I do this, Katie? You see, you know, why do I do it? Because uh, we live in a very cruel society sometimes, and they will pay to see uh, you suffer, especially me. People like to see me suffer. I've found it in the past in my fundraising. Um <laughs> Where I've said the, the higher heights I take it, the more people will uh, throw money down, not only to support our amazing cause, of course, but to see me suffer. Um, you both are fundraising, I suppose. I said Marge is, Katie, you too.
0: Absolutely. What's your goal? Uh, personal goal for this year is uh, it was five hundred, and it is now one thousand, and I hope that it continues to increase nice. every day until. Uh, February twenty sixth, and even after, as long as I can, we'll
1: be increasing that. Nice, nice, good for you. March, what is your goal? I know you're you're crushing it, but
2: yeah, it's a uh, twenty five hundred. I'm almost there. So, but you know, I'm gonna. I my team goal is ten thousand, but there's no way I'm. We're jumping in the lake. I have all rational, sensible <laughs> for people that I know. So we may get a goal of ten thousand, but we're staying one.
1: <laughs> we may need a new host.
0: Marge, here's here's the question, March. How about Michael gets 10,000, he jumps in the lake. If your team gets 10,000, Michael jumps in
1: the lake. <laughs> <burn> yes. <laughs> Second time's not as bad. But um, <laughs> absolutely, if that's what it takes, uh, we will do that. And let's help everyone get to their goal. I have no doubt both of you will will crush the, that, that goal with uh, that kind of enthusiasm uh, that you're putting forward. So, uh, let's talk about people. Can, where can people go to sign up? I think we've mentioned, uh, of course, the website coldestnightoftheyear.org. But if they want to find out about your organizations, where do they go? Uh, Marge?
2: Yeah, so I, Blue, uh, go to Blue Door and uh, you can find out about uh, all the great work that uh, you and all the other great staff that are doing. Uh, the Out of the Cold program is described there as well.
1: Perfect, and there's a link there to get involved. What about choices? What if I can't figure out how to put cnoy.org into my uh, into my browser? Can I go to choices to find out about the walk?
0: Absolutely. Visit the website, visit our social media pages, call my cell phone, give me a text, send a pigeon. I will answer any questions. <laughs> um, specifically, if you want to get directly there, uh, cnoy.org slash John's. Um, I think it's really important to kind of focus on like somebody is asking the questions of okay I sign up what's next what's involved and I think a big piece of that is individuals and businesses both have opportunity to get involved as either a walker registering a team becoming a sponsor Um, once they start fundraising depending on kind of what categories selected as you go through the sign-up process um, might put you in a an industry or a group or category and from that uh, the team can join the what we call a corporate challenge and basically that is a scoreboard that displays the leaders um, across the, the country so it's really interesting to see I follow it every day uh, my team is not on it yet but we are gonna work on it um, but it's so so great to see and it's such a great motivation tactic it's if only you raise another thousand dollars then I get on that board Or I can see, um, not necessarily from choices perspective, but um, my friends, they they work at the local bank, and they can see that the bank over in BC has raised more than them, so they want to compete. So absolutely great way to stay motivated. Highly, highly recommend checking it out. And something else that is huge this year, um, same as last year, and hopefully years to come, is that there's no registration fee. And um, there are some implications for that, but the other thing to highlight is, as a thank you, adult participants who raise um, $150 or more keep going uh, or individuals aged uh, 17 and under who raise $75 or more receive a tube, and that is a 2022 limited design so if you want to <laughs> get that too you have to raise it this year come back next year get a whole brand new tube new design so um, it's fantastic it's easy to sign up it's easy to get involved any questions at all, certainly visit the Choices website, again, social media pages, um, or even connect with me directly. My direct email is kaykeets at choicesforyouth.ca. I'm happy to help you sign up.
1: Very true. There, Thank you for that, Katie. There's a lot of ways to get involved. So if you're saying, hey, my, my company wants to sponsor it, great. Look for your local organization. Do that. Maybe your company is a national company. You want to sponsor all sorts of us throughout the country that's okay too no one's gonna say no as an individual you can join up do the walk from your home as a family join another team so many ways to get involved and look this is easy when you say how you know what can I as a lone Canadian do to end homelessness this is something you could do Uh, no one is gonna clock you this is not a race I mean Katie and March might make it you know sound like that but look there's only only winners in this walk Uh, go at your own pace uh, take as many breaks as you want, stop for a coffee, it's okay. Post it all over social and share it, right? This is big. We're building awareness. I, I think that Canadians are a very, very caring, caring uh, group of people. But they as Mark said before, sometimes we don't see it in larger areas, more rural areas. You don't see homelessness, right? So oh, I guess it doesn't exist. It does. 250,000 Canadians across the country. On any given night are experiencing homelessness and in a country like ours that is unacceptable this is a very solvable issue. you have groups like blue door choices looking to solve that and they're doing great work the least we could do is let's sign up for this walk and be a part of that solution katie and marge thank you so much for joining the show today
2: thank you
0: thank you michael and great to see you marge
1: and we're done we're done just like that just like that all right so how are we mike i see that uh is everyone good to go so I'm gonna, i'll do a wrap up after but you don't have to stay to watch that disaster um but okay. thank you that was i actually like the fact we did a trial run i thought we nailed it second time we were crushing it
2: okay Thank okay you. and i apologize for my technical oh, difficulties but um, we all do them so yeah so good luck katie i'll be watching your score so yes so Thanks, we'll, be watching we'll see if michael well. jumps in the lake
1: oh it will happen
2: <laughs> yeah. listen i don't
1: mean to brag but I, I didn't wear my hurry hoodie on this show but uh, i did get one <laughs> Ooh, fancy yes it, it, okay. it's I've, i put it away it's only for one night all right. How, thank you so much okay. for joining. This will come out uh, next Thursday, and so we'll, we'll throw it on social media. And if you can help push that out, it would be much appreciated.
2: Definitely. Appreciate Definitely. Okay, thank you. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon.
0: Are we, yep. Thanks. are we downloaded? I'm seeing like a 99% on my screen. That's you guys are keeners. You guys are in the 99%
2: category, so you're good. We're good. Okay, so we can press the red awesome. phone. Okay, thank you. All right,
1: bye. Thank you, great
0: chatting.
1: Yeah, man. Hammer it. Wow, another great episode of On The Way Home with some passionate, passionate guests talking about the coldest night of the year event that is happening on February 26th across the country. Listen, it's an easy way to get involved. Walk, crawl, run, hop. I don't think you can ride your bike. That's cheating. Take your dog. Take your family. You can do it anytime before the 26th. On the 26th, go to cnoy.org. Find the cold end of your walk uh, that's closest to you and become part of the solution. It's the easy way to get involved. Uh, Send an email out to a few of your friends, raise a few dollars and be part of the solution to ending homelessness. This happens every year. You get a really cool toque uh, for taking part. But, you know, you're going to be a part of that movement called Coldest Night of the Year. Like March and Katie, great guests, great things happening. And that contributes to preventing and ending homelessness across the country. So be a part of that solution. And we'll see you next time on the way home.